Welcome to episode 25 of Journeys Adrift. Some new things came to light, so I'm going to bring our Patreon back up for just a brief moment. We are very excited. We have two new patrons uh, this month, and I'm so grateful and excited to see some new faces. We had a conversation on our Discord that involved Patreon, and shenanigans ensued, and part of those shenanigans resulted in some evidence that is being held against me. So I am now required to run a one-shot, but on the condition of reaching five total patrons on our Patreon. Excitedly enough, we have only one left now to reach that goal. And if that goal is reached, when I say we're going to run a one-shot, I mean that me, Syrup, has to GM... Which is already going to be interesting. <laughs> but I will GM a one-shot that we already have a title for. Uh, it's called It All Started With a Watermelon. These are the conversations that occur on our Discord. So if you're not there, definitely uh, check that out too. But basically, you know, that sounds like something that you want to know a little bit more about. You can make it happen. Uh, you could be that fifth patron on our Patreon. So just go check out patreon.com slash syrup. I'll leave it at that because I'm sure that's already plenty. And let's get straight to the episode. Last week on Journeys Adrift, Tetsu uncovers some conflicting information. I don't want to know what your involvement is with this man. Anyone to be put in that prison is a very high-end criminal and not someone that we want to be involved with. Dr. Lin chimed in with his professional opinion. It might help you get better, and if it doesn't, we can discuss using you to make more in case someone else needs it. Because <laughs> you're already dead. Oh, great. I'll be a fucking martyr. If you, if you go don't comatose, care. I can make bank off of you. Like. <laughs> and the job reunited the crew with an old friend. Nenal will be coming with you once more. No! As a diplomat. Tetsu cries. Tetsu quits. I'll kill her. <laughs> Do we have to bring her back? Now, let's head into space. You can have all the hero points he wants, because they're totally useless here. We don't use hero points. Oh. That's true. Only chicken eggs. Plus, right. every time you use one, you roll lower, so you can have yeah. all you want. That's fair. That is fair. Okay, so with that, I will say welcome back. We are ready to rock and roll and a quick shout out and thank you to actually that I want to do that I missed to do before the video. First one is uh, thank you to Roll20 as always for sponsoring this episode and future episodes. Please don't hate us. <laughs> um, and then the second of all is that we have a new Patron, Ed, thank you so, so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. You deserve the shout out. Waffles, take it away. That's how we'll start. So all of you finished up on Absalom Station. We finished up with the meeting. I didn't rush you guys to your ship or anything. So we'll say you had you had like one more night to stay on Absalom Station before leaving out the next morning. Uh, it was like nighttime, probably dinner when you had the meeting and stuff. Does anyone else have any pressing matters that's, that's not like shopping or i go talk to my old friend from the starfinder society calling people up <laughs> boom <laughs> i didn't do anything 
I imagine Dr. Lin and Tetsu would have attempted to give you yes. medical stuff so we can do some of those <sighs> rolls and get started here with dice rolls. Let's do it. All right, nurse, if you could First give me a dice medicine roll help. of the session. A medicine help? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Dr. Tetsu, because doctor just applies <laughs> no, to everybody nurse Tetsu. now. <laughs> I'm the doctor with quotation marks. Tetsu walks in with a uh, doctor's coat on. C29, that's very doctor <laughs> 10. <laughs> 20. Thank you, you help. Uh, 10 is a help, so. I hand the clipboard. Damn. 31 for a success. That gives you an extra plus four on top of the vaccines. Plus four. You have a plus eight to your fortitude saving throw. It would be really hard to screw this up. It would be. I, I have faith in you. Famous last words. I, I imagine. What's your plus on your fortitude? Four. So this is a total of plus 12. Okay. You, you guys want me to tell you what he needs? I think like a 15 yeah, or 16. We know 15 or 16, somewhere in there. What is it? I rolled a 7. So that means it's a 19. 19. Okay. Boo. What if I wanted to be you? a worse alien? Still feel fine. That's your second success out of three. You have one more time to fill. Dr. Lin, you give them some checkovers. They feel fine. They don't have any of the sickness or fatigue that would have let you know that the disease is getting worse, but the disease is still in them. Moat, how would you feel about, you know, taking maybe one sample to, um, to make a vaccine out just in case someone else gets infected. Spreading the love. How difficult is it, like, mechanically to take the sample from a living mode? It would have to be done in a proper lab. So, like, once you left Absalom Station, it couldn't be done. But it's it's constitution drain, right? Like, it's it's ability it damage. I think I gave you all the mechanical thoughts that Dr. Lin has. It'll be a 1d2 of con damage, and then you only heal con damage... With a long rest, you heal one point per long rest. You got this information, like, the night before, so could they have just done this, like, the night before oh, this rest? Yeah, if that is. If they wanted to. Since Moat recovered and got back to latent phase for that last day they were there, Moat would probably be okay with going and actually, like, letting Len get a sample at the lab that night before they leave. Okay. The probe becomes the probed. <laughs> Ooh. You're playing labels. <laughs> how rude syrup okay so i'm, I'm not going to go into nitty-gritty detail but basically how i imagine this is it's something along the lines of when you're donating plasma like they run everything through a machine they get the plasma out put the blood back in you it's like that except they don't put anything back in you Ow. they take all your blood <laughs> it's it's rough it's a it's a it's a rough procedure it takes about an hour total. Dr. Lin, give me a medicine check, because it ain't automatic. This is not the time to buy. 22. All right. Boat's dead. The natural 10, I'll remind you, you have a chicken nug. Yeah, I do have oh, a chicken well, nug. I would have been helping. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I could have Tetsu helping, I would. 17. Yes, I'm, I will say Tetsu can help. Anyone can help that they want. It will be a DC 20 to help for this. Ah, I did not help. Tetsu doesn't, like, know this disease like you do. He's just not as good, mm. I'm sorry. He can't just hand you a needle and be like, all right. It's a medicine check? Yeah. Nah, I'll keep my hands out of this. I okay. don't think that's where the tailbone is. <laughs> I'm great. Okay, but again, procedure takes about an hour, 22. Uh, it's not the most pleasant procedure Mode has ever had, but it goes off correctly. You basically have what you need to make the vaccine now. You get the sense that the vaccine would take about three days total. You, and that can be like night work. It's not three days of constant work. It doesn't need to be three days of downtime, just three days of like just before you rest kind of stuff. Yeah. But you have to leave it at the lab, right? Like that's not something that you could. Yeah. It's not something you could do on the spaceship. But if you, you can either, basically Dr. Lin knows he could turn it over and 
you get the sense that other people could make the vaccine, like with your notes and stuff. That's not the hard part. The hard part was the procedure you did. Or you can just store it and make it when you get back. But you obviously don't know how long that will be. Oh, yeah. We we, I, we got the impression that we we're going to be gone for like a while, yeah. right? You, yeah, yeah. You go into the Adari and then supposedly Castroville. And then supposedly Castroville is sending you somewhere else. That's the, that's the sense you got. Cool. So real quick, uh, with the con damage that Moat took, how does that how does that work, and how does that affect the role that I just made? I'm gonna let Doctor Rin, Doctor Rin, Doctor Lin roll it. Uh, give me a one d two. Give me that coin flip, Doctor. Big Lin. one. Isn't Doctor Rin his like other doctor that betrayed him? <laughs> yeah. I think it's Rim. Yeah, it's Rim. Oh yeah, yeah. One. All right. You take one point of con damage. I'm pretty sure you can just put that penalty in your ability scores. Basically, the way con damage works. So there's Ability damage and ability drain. Drain is way worse. I'm pretty sure drain, you have to do special stuff to get back. Ability damage, you get back with long rest kind of thing. Basically, it just takes your score down. So if he's a 12 right now and he has two points of damage, he's effectively a 10 for his health, for his fortitude saves, for everything. So like it it will bring your max health down and everything. It doesn't doesn't affect the save, really, since it was... uh... It drops by one, basically, right? Yeah, it would have dropped by one, and then you would have honestly got that whole one back mm-hmm. when you rested that night. Yep. Because we're say we're retroactively saying you did it before the sleep. And then the disease pings. So now we're all cut up and perfectly back on track. <laughs> yeah. Now we're back on track, now that everyone has done what their Tiny characters whiny. would do. Okay. You all board your ship. It looks to be outfitted for a long journey of at least two weeks in terms of food, water, that kind of stuff. You have grace, and you're ready to take off whenever you wish to take off. Is there, like, a specialized slot for her now in the ship? Did they, like, modify anything? Yeah, you would have def- Okay, you would have been told... They, would, they wouldn't have had time to outfit the ship for, like, a specialized AI, but you'd have been told uh, to integrate. Sure her like when you got there uh keep her charged if she if that means she has to stay like keep her charged by all means that means if she has to stay on the ship and she has to stay on the ship period like that kind of stuff okay yeah did they give us like keep eyes on her at all times type stuff or like when you dock just leave the ship there as right cool. yeah like <laughs> it was like a i mean you're not expected to lose the ship therefore you're not expected to lose grace no one really knows you have grace besides okay. Nainal, really. So mm-hmm. so what you're saying is we should silence the leak. Foot. Yeah. <laughs> Nainal is on the ship with you. Tetsu begins opening the um, airlock. I would like to keep things very separate. So with, with uh, I'm sure Nainal joins us at some point. I'm going to have, like, when we install grace or whatever, I'm just going to make sure that it's covered by like a nut like i don't know like something I, it's the user interface so i'm not gonna mess with it too much but basically we don't talk about grace in front of uh Nanal, and we just keep going <laughs> okay yeah you guys integrator you get the same pluses that i had told you before basically your systems are operating at about 110 percent and easy enough you guys take off into space you get the sense that the trip itself would be two days and a travel through the drift would be one is the Adari, does it have an anchor somewhere we could reliably use the drift to travel to? Or is there a high chance of 
Not oh, like Absalom right. Station. Basically, everywhere has an anchor. If, like any major hub is going to have at least one anchor, but it's not. It's not like the drift beacon that Ab- Absalom Station has. It's just. Uh, it's not the Starstone. I should say it'll. It'll incur the one percent chance. Zeha will actually kind of just supersede the conversation and say, "Let's take take two days. Uh, let's not go through the drift." And then that first like day of travel when like we first take off and start heading in that direction she goes around and like checks like on the bridge occasionally but otherwise like she's definitely a little like on edge irritated and keeps going back to her room and like keeps huffing and like like she's definitely very much mind elsewhere like thinking so much through and then eventually at night she's gonna like call a meeting for the following day but if anybody's doing anything that first day i will wait at some point she might find a uh fake out replica of wasp in her room just curled (laughs) up in a corner (laughs) oh my god (laughs) is it like plush is it like like a fake yeah it's just just basically like a shell that looks like what wasp looks like as it's on boat's belt Wasp molding. It's just like curled up into essentially like a a a ball. Typically, she would appreciate this right now. Not good timing. Uh, So she, at some point, you hear like the the pressure uh, hydraulics of like the door like open from her chamber, and you just hear this thing get like hurled across the corridor, and then it shuts again. (laughs) Kind of goes in line with what uh, Tetsu had been doing. Like seeing as he stands like kind of near where. her door is when he's on like his science officer role and he's just been like stand there like awkwardly watching her kind of like grumble and pace around the ship just trying not to say anything because he doesn't know why she's all grumpy and stuff and then sees that he just kind of sends out like a, a text to everybody except for Zeha just being like the other group chat I do not know why but Zeha is unhappy I think Mo did something do you send this to Nino? <laughs> Look, she is not even in the phone, okay? <laughs> he removed her number and said, fuck this bitch. I had to ask. All right. Call me never. I said the party, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, you all get the text. Len, Len responds saying, what did Mo do? Do not know. Slander. There's metal in the hall. Eisen, like, just kind of mindlessly texts, she seems fine to me. Probably happy to... <laughs> <laughs> he gets that you're like you're emotional, but he's misreading it as like you're upset as you're excited, right, to go home, right? That it's 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 anxiety sure, to like sure. go home, not so much. <laughs> I am loving Eisen right now so much. It's so good. <laughs> Len, Len texts. Um, should someone speak to her or and then like dot dot dot. Mo texts. Go for it. <laughs> no, I, I no, I meant someone else. If, if no, no, no one no. says anything after a while, Aizen will say, I'll do it. I don't care. Another text goes out to all of you in the in the actual mass group chat. It says, meeting tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. Or like, whatever. <laughs> what, however you track time in space. <laughs> 10 a.m. Absalom time. Perfect. <laughs> we have like internal clocks, probably. It's probably based off of whatever like internal systems the ship sets to when you land. Instead of AM, it's it's uh, ten o'clock AT Absalom yeah. time. <laughs> I like it. Tetsu synced to that time. I was about to say I don't know if we went over it, but funnily enough, Absalom Station goes off basically uh, Earth calendar. Like they have twenty four hours in a day, sixty minutes in an hour, 
365-day uh, rotation. I recently learned the Adari's day rotation, which is interesting. Anyways, deep dive into Lucky. lore. <laughs> well, that text goes out. Does anyone, just kind of slow skipping ahead, does anyone go talk to Zeha or have anything to do for a full day? I have, like, a couple small things. He would definitely check on Zeha. Like, he wouldn't, like, force you to talk or anything, but he would at, like, some point probably come to your door if you hadn't, like, come out to lunch or something and just, like, knock or mm -hmm. something like that and say, we have food if you're hungry. Typically what Zeha has done up until now is, like, come to, like, a communal eating area and she joins, like, for the communal thing and then she takes food back to her chamber she doesn't eat in front of you guys because she always covers her yeah. mouth uh similar to like dr lynn but yeah probably at some point she would have like lost track of time or whatever so if you do come over she'll she'll answer yes something urgent food will get cold and you know how tetsu gets his frown deepens a little bit it's mm, not that it bothers me much but uh, he seems to get annoyed when food gets cold is is this out of character for you? Or is this, like, in, should I insight you? <laughs> it, it's, it's very obvious. Like, Aizen is not the most cuddly of people, generally. But he's not, sure. like, an asshole, right? So it, right. it is strange that he is going this far. Normally he'd do small things and not even mention it and just move on. The fact that he's actively coming to you and saying something, even partially, is, is okay. interesting. Uh, she'll, she'll kind of picking that up pretty easily. She'll sigh, rub like her arm, like, all right, sorry. Yes, yes, I'll be there. And then she'll, she'll like try to take it down a notch for the duration of that dinner um, until the meeting the following day. <laughs> like it, it gets through yeah. to her a little bit. As it will also offer like his sports equipment. Like he set up his like little gym in the side of the ship <laughs> and been like, if you have extra energy to burn, I don't use the equipment all the time. She takes you up on that 100%. I think I could make that work. And then if anybody like actually goes over there at that time, she she does this sort of like a more martial arty like not like punching punching bag, but she definitely like does some some workout exercises and and utilizes that. That's a very I think good Aizen idea. will spot you during that like because I don't think like he he doesn't have time to like set up a dummy or anything like that. So like if you need something to punch, he's just like punch me. You're not gonna like. It won't affect anything. <laughs> yeah, punch the giant she, rock. She definitely man. like hesitates for a moment. Um, don't want to bruise any skin. Hey, hold on, and then she'll like get like wraps, hand wraps or mm. whatever, and then go at it. <laughs> um, no, that definitely definitely helps. And like those two things together definitely reduce some tension before the following. Also, uh, at one time when Moat leaves the engineering room, which is rare, I know, but when he comes back, he'll find two packages stowed away with like a little note on top saying i found these somewhere i thought they could be useful and it's like a one is like a large like big orange suitcase like you know the emergency cases for like fire extinguishers or things it's got like a big welding set in it and then one is a, like a smaller like the size of a 3ds case that has like different programs in it and like lock picks and things uh and in the in on that one yeah. it's uh they had one that was like a communicator set, but I thought to go more traditional. I didn't know what mascot you would want otherwise. These gifts are acceptable. Fancy stuff. Aizen's <laughs> not there. He doesn't care what you like. He just like thought they were smart to have for this mission. Drop off. And just left them there with a note. <laughs> a likely uh, sound of 
as the uh, uh, welding set is dropped down into engineering since boat. The tank Probably physically can't carry it. <laughs> Screams are heard. <laughs> takes the, takes, the, takes well, anything explosive the out of it. the first ship and then, damage. And then, you know, drops There's the a little case. crater it at the bottom like of the ladder. well <laughs> packaged. There's foam everywhere. It's really nice inside. It's really sturdy. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is how you get explosive decompression. Right. Decompression. <laughs> That's true. Do it oh the back. All right. Should have thought of that. Too late. Whoops. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else very pertinent? Because otherwise we're sleeping. Yeah. Before we go to bed for like the first night on the ship, Len would go around to everyone and ask them if they're okay with every morning from here on out, like going through a short, like few minute long scan to just like attune his... He has, like, a little computer embedded in his arm that lets him, like, do some medical stuff to help you out. So if no one objects to that, he will start scanning you in each of the mornings. She'll look at it. Like, I, she'll double check it and, like, computer check it to make sure it's not, like, storing any, like, personal information and just not sus. But <laughs> otherwise, type yes. is mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's storing, like, medical yeah. personal information for sure. Your blood type, your your race, like that kind of like probably your gender, like all that kind of stuff. And he'll explain it like it kind of like picks up on your signature so that he can pretty much shoot you with his injection rifle without having to roll for it. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. Yes. And don't worry, I'm... Typically I wouldn't, but, you know, we've been in such interesting situations. I'm a professional. It'll be fine. I, I know how to use any like kind of gestures at his rifle on his hip. Use this without hurting people. <laughs> It's only the bad people that um, get the, you know. Like that android. <laughs> like like yeah. that data fool. Thanks like for data. the XP, guy. <laughs> <laughs> You've done nothing but have our backs. I I do trust you, license or not. I hope you know he that. He bristles when you mention and that. <laughs> besides this, <laughs> the Telus Corporation will deal with it. You'll have a license back. I, I, I'm not getting my hopes up, but thank thank you for your kind words. <laughs> and <laughs> Dr. Led is so not emotional. With, with it's like, it deciding that is a yes, he like waves a tentacle and shuffles off, not wanting to discuss more. I was just going to say, like, when, when Dr. Len asked to scan, Tetsu goes, like, into detail, like, excitedly explaining, like, all of his new upgrades and, like, how he went to this to his new friend Crick's place and explains just that whole setup to you thinking like isn't this interesting he's like yeah Crick did not have a license either but he did a very good job and then he like kind of like floats in place like Iron Man style see all of them work right most most doctors like them can't can't do these operations well I mean I doubt this Crick guy ever had a license but <clears throat> that's no, he does not. No, I'm saying he never did, probably. Doubt he even went to med school. But yeah, they, it looks very okay. Looks like an amateur installed it. Okay. Big crunchy. Fair enough. I, I had built-in ports that were ready for it. So. Oh, yeah. built I ports. love caddy Dr. Len. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> well, if you, if you, if you ever want me to this goblin. make that look like child's play, I, I suppose I could give it a whirl. <laughs> I mean, you are very busy, and Crick says they are working up in the business, so I I don't want to take up all your time. Oh, it's fine. I'm going to cut it right here and then just go Civil War. <laughs> <in the clips. laughs> just grab it by the neck. <laughs> <sighs> 
Tetsu just looks at the the squid man and rips it in half. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, but the first night goes uneventful. You wake up, you get scanned by Dr. Lin. I assume Moat had Dr. Lin and Tetsu work on them. Mm -hmm. So give me the medicine check and aid, Dr. Lin and Tetsu. 25 to aid. 18. Alright. Dang, you should be the doctor. Uh, tw- uh, we've we've learned <laughs> that a twenty will definitely beat the DC, so you work. Uh, you have a plus eight to this roll. Moot. Dun dun dun. Well, if I subtract ten, we are screwed. But I rolled an eleven, so it's a twenty-three. <laughs> All right, Doctor Lin. Third success. Moot wakes up with no uh, no fatigue, none of the sickness that they had the other day. You go to check them over. It seems that the disease has vacated their body. Mount, I have good news. Looks like you are all clear. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, no more of the probing. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, but it's for the greater good. And you look, you're doing great? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel great. Uh, so, thanks. Are you going to be able to make any more vaccine out of what you got from me? Or is it just like a one-time thing? Um, considering I don't have access to extremely advanced cloning technology, no, I will not be able to do more than just one dosage. We can always reinfect you. Mm. I've still got a sample. No, I'm good. Thank okay, you. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> back downstairs. <laughs> As you start heading back out, uh, Zeha's coming into the room and she like, uh, uh meeting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh... <sighs> As all of you are beginning to sit down, then all like walks by. She's like, "Oh, am I supposed to be a part of this?" Um, only if you have any information as to your purpose on the Adari. I do. I'm not sure I have to tell you. Oh. No, you don't. But if you'd like to share, I would love to know what you have to do on my home world. And you just see her like <laughs> stare. <laughs> you, you see her like think it, think it over for a minute. Okay. And she like sits, goes to sit down in a chair as if she's been invited to the meeting. She shares. I'm willing. <laughs> I have a meeting to speak in front of the Doyenate. Cannot tell you of what, but I will be addressing the council. Now, just to clarify, the Starfinder agent told us that it was the Council of the Ramsum Ten. That she was... For you guys. Oh, oh separate. Okay. Yeah. Which, if it was ever thought that she was helping with the Rumsenten, it would probably struck you as weird. Because you're from there. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And at this point, like, she says that and you're like, oh, okay. So we're just, like, we were heading there. We're taking her. And then we're parting ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that. And you do see a, a breath of relief, uh... Or not relief, but like understanding and like that that in and of itself brings relief. Oh, all right. So really, is this on Starfinder business? I unfortunately cannot speak of it any more than I am addressing them. All right. Um, well, in that case, this actually doesn't pertain to you. This is uh, related to our... We, sorry, I thought you were having to do with our mission uh, in the Adari, but apparently you're just a passing through? Seems so, if you think so. Perfect. If it doesn't have anything to do with me, I'll just listen. If you don't mind, I'd like to privately address my crew. She, like, looks at you for a solid, like, eight to ten seconds. Well, okay. 
Sure. And then she gets up and walks away. Tetsu watches to make sure she's gone. I will Checks look for like at a Mo. bug left behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like kind of like with one hand mime to you wasp like on your belt and ask if you can just I j- I'm doing this silently, but I kind of like mime wasp and like point to one of the exits. Moat points at the uh, ceiling above where she's walking, and you see Moat floating. There. <laughs> see wasp floating above and falling by. <laughs> Uh, you hear in your you you hear in your mind, way ahead of you. Is Wasp going to follow her in her room, or just like stand guard at the hallway or something? Basically, stand guard at the hallway. Um, just kind of go okay. to the top and just like keep itself attached to the ceiling and just watch, make sure she doesn't come back in. Okay, or watch, or listen. For sure. With with that, you see her like exit down the hallway. Doesn't like Wasp doesn't give you any signals that she's attempting to like circumvent the ship which she couldn't anyway because there's no other way into this room and tetsu you give a quick look around there's no bugs there's nothing she could have possibly left tetsu's looking real hard because he rolled a natural one so like he is (laughs) there's something he's just trying to figure out how to get out of the couch cushion (laughs) even more perfect focus you find like a coin that she dropped and it's not a currency you're used to seeing so it must be a bug yeah, we don't use physical currency. This is stupid. This is I like mean, blatant, blatant. It exists, yeah. Tetsu is currently looking over. Tetsu, please focus. Put that away, whatever that is. All right, listen, everybody. I know that I've been on edge. I apologize. I don't know who knows or who doesn't know. I am from the Adari. I'm currently out and about on my tempering. And typically not really expected back so to be back on such a mission is already rather just off-putting but specifically as we were briefed we were were to meet with the ramsam 10 council i am of the ramsam 10 that means they know me and she's looking at each of you very slowly as she's like piecing this together is anybody like reacting in a particular way yet <laughs> Aizen is very stoic as per usual, but there's a look of confusion and it looks like he wants to say something, but he doesn't like, he's waiting for the time in which he can speak. Uh, Len hasn't said anything, he just looks like a jellyfish sitting in a chair currently. Yeah, it's uh... (laughs) As a jellyfish sitting in a chair does. (laughs) Varso has it out to make me spit one of my drinks out tonight. He just has all his limbs crossed at weird angles of like, what, it's comfortable. Don't hate the player. Okay. And and Tetsu, are you are you starting to piece things together yet? <laughs> yeah, no. Te- Tetsu just looks more confused, but he he kind of kinda of goes, You live there? Not currently, but it is where I'm from. Listen, Kasathas, I don't know what experience you have with us. It is not an easy culture to grasp. Very frequently, visitors to the Adari don't take to it very well, but that is besides the point. All I ask is to please be on your best behavior. As Zeha said that it's a difficult culture to grasp, uh, Aizen hears in his head, yeah, because most people don't have four arms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me one moment. (laughs) Uh, what? What? Uh, would that be a bluff check to keep a straight face? <laughs> what would that be? Unless there's, unless there's deception, then yes, it would be bluff. 
Oh Eleven. my god. Nice. I really he, he keeps it together well enough. <laughs> I noticed like something cross your face, but then but he's like, had a, like yeah. he's had little things cross his face the entire time. Basically. Yep. Could be a fly. Maybe he got uncomfortable in his chair. Maybe he's smiling at a joke <laughs> in his head telepathically. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Sky's the limit. Alright. <laughs> So, and then she starts to, like, rattle some things off. And, like, she was trying to, like, take it slow and, like, you know, keep a calm tone. But then you, as, as she kind of starts getting to the specifics, like, please don't eat or drink in company. Uh, you know, like, do this. Like, all these, like, things. <laughs> yeah, Len's great. Um, and she starts, like, listing some, some behavioral things that some are a little bit contradicting and some don't make sense. And she's like, well, if you're in front of like Kasatha that seemed to be doing this. And like, once it starts getting like really complicated because revealing like to everybody listening, basically with the Kasatha culture, they assimilate a lot of traditions over time into their own selves and different people take different things. And so it becomes this conglomerately like messy culture where everybody in different groups do different things um which is i think very fascinating but basically it is like a known thing that when people visit the adari like if people humans or whoever like live there they there's a place where the humans go because they're like hey because the culture is a bit much for me i have no idea what's going on mm. Len started <laughs> to take notes like halfway through and just like he's scribbling <laughs> tetsu's taking notes off of Len's notes there is a uh, perfect repeating picture of a quill writing on a, a piece of parchment on Moat's mask, just uh, to say they're you know taking notes, whether or not they actually are. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> After a while, through this uh, explanation, Eisen's not taking notes, but he started to ask follow-up questions of like logical steps of like I'm a bodyguard. What is the expectation here? Right? Like this is very much in his wheelhouse of like what his background is in terms of knowing how to remain unseen up in an in a, in appropriate way for society, right? Like, how do I just become invisible mm-hmm. so that I can seem appropriate in whatever space? So he's asking a lot of those questions. So if you, if you ask, like, it, as a role as a bodyguard, mm-hmm. I would immediately say, you don't have to worry about that. Kasada can take care of themselves. And honestly, we don't really expect any outsiders to, you know, behave in that way um honestly it's probably best if you just don't do anything all of you actually probably best if we don't do anything until we figure out what's going on oh god my mother's gonna kill me wait why are we seeing your mother (laughs) at the mention of your mother Aizen like you see a little spark from his uh, one of his eyes are we going to your house at that point uh hopefully not but Ramsemtem is my life and I'm sure we'll be close to home and at that, she kind of like, and like sits down in one of the chairs that she's been like pacing this whole time. And she just kind of like crumbles into the chair and like just sits there. Uh, she'll answer questions, but she's just like, <laughs> at this point, like understanding the etiquette enough after your explanation, he will say, you have used a lot of proper nouns. I'm not from around here. I'm not from around the pack worlds. And you've used a lot of proper nouns. I followed well enough so far, but. What is the rum sam time? And the tempering? <laughs> oh, oh god. Okay, uh, tempering. That's what I'm on right now. Year long excursion. Kasatha's due, coming of age. My name, as I have mentioned a few times, is Zehavumti of Clan Vorsis of House Claridas, and I'm prospective Badaloon of the Ram Semten. Uh, so it's a society. The Ram Semten is a society within 
our house. Or rather, it's a society, and then our house is very pertinent in that. My grandmother was the previous Madeloon. Um, my mother currently holds a seat on the council along with some of these other members. And, you know, I am not supposed to be there because I'm supposed to be on my tempering. Uh, and now I'm going back, and for some reason to them. And apparently one of them is in the Starfinder Society, which is news to me. What is a Madeloon? Oh, goodness. <laughs> And she just starts, like, two of her hands are, like, rubbing her temples out. I just thought it was a very long name. Long to some. She says judgingly. <laughs> it's five letters. Simple. Seven. No, Tetsu. Have you, any of you, heard of Diva? Say that again. Diva. Everybody give me a culture check. Oh, this will be diva. good. Zayo is a diva, right? If you're not from the Pact Worlds, which... Might be all of you. Oh my god. Take Tetsu. a minus four. Tetsu kinda is? That's a 17. Uh, it's a 20 for me. I rolled a 19. Ooh. Tetsu, Tetsu just relics the jams. Okay. Uh, no. I, I, it is not. With the, that minus f- three, no. Moat and Tetsu, you've heard of D.Va. You don't know all the intricacies of who D.Va is, but at some point you recognize the name D.Va as a famous performer. That's all you really know. And when I say famous, I mean, like, known throughout the packed worlds of you peeps didn't even go seek performances, and you've heard this name. It's like people who don't watch football know Peyton Manning, like that kind of stuff. Oh. I was going to I was gonna take a different direction and be like, you know, even though you may not be a Broadway connoisseur, you've probably heard of Hamilton. Right. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> fair, fair. Tetsu looks like he draws the connection, but that just seems to confuse him more as to why a... <laughs> like a famous singer like is some big society person that runs stuff oh i think <laughs> just uh, i think jana had a uh had a t-shirt from one of the concerts yeah <laughs> she used to wipe off ships with it <laughs> hasn't made it out to shimansara so yeah i've got no idea who you're talking about for those of you that do diva is my grandmother i'm expected to fill her shoes as one of the great performers you went to my show the other day and you didn't know this was a Ramsam Ten show. I thought you liked singing. Pretty yeah. much that. Yeah, I just thought it was like a hobby or something. <laughs> yeah. I go and sing karaoke the at the bar sometimes. Are a society from the Adari that produce great performers like myself. <laughs> <laughs> she like cuts you this glare. <laughs> and. We take this job very seriously because we help promote and keep some of the culture and histories of the Kasatha and share the stories throughout the Pact Worlds in a form of entertainment. Okay. Oh. I have no idea what the Starfighter Society has to do with it, and I don't know why we're going there, but the council runs everything there. I mean, the society has their fingers in every pie, right? So, it makes sense. I suppose. I mean, it's... Sure, maybe they want to set up a performance. I do not know that we could help. Indeed. And I hope that no one's going to ask you to entertain Tetsu. <laughs> no offense. Boom, roasted. He just... <laughs> well, that's Looks just real sad all of a sudden. You see him, like, reach down and pick up this ball that's rolling across the floor as he starts, like, walking to his room with one of the fennec foxes and its little rolly ball. <laughs> and that was the day Tetsu's life was ruined. <laughs> Villain arc, villain arc. 
<laughs> so, uh, but, but just so I understand in terms I get, you're basically an heir to this lineage, to this title. No, no. Um, it's not that I'm an heir. I have worked my way very hard work to get to earning this title. It's not one that I'm necessarily going to keep, but as of this current moment, I have the title of Prospective Madeline, which is a great honor. You go to school for it. It's a class, and I'm top of the class. Of how many? Sorry, I'm not trying to be rude this time. I'm just curious. (laughs) Waffles. How many? Ooh, gotcha. (laughs) Anywhere from 5 to 15. It it really depends on just how many perspectives you have that could be assumed. But almost always 5, just to ensure you have a good selection, and sometimes as many as 15. Makes sense to me. 5 to 16. (laughs) <laughs> the people you grew up with, I will say, uh, it's around it's around like 9 or 10. Okay. Been. Uh, my class is 9. So then there's a chance that when we get there, one of your rivals may come to check out the competition, as it were. <laughs> oh, I would love to see Dare try. D- does she give a proper name? Yes. Uh, she. I mean, she says it to herself, but it's not her full name. Uh, she calls her Dare. Is like what she slips. But no, I'm sure they're... If I've not made it clear, the Kasatha were very proper. If we're going to go see the council, I doubt we'll... I don't know, again, the extent of what our mission is. I just know that we're going there. Perhaps we'll be brought to a performance and then we'll see everybody. Perhaps we'll just be discreetly brought to a meeting and leave immediately. I have no idea what set expectations that we have, but no. No one would dare insult our culture in that way. You say that, but I know how young girls can be sometimes. That sounds like there's a story Young there. girls are young girls. The Ramsam Ten are the Ramsam Ten. There is a difference. And the drift is the drift. Am I doing this right? I don't know. <laughs> and you can see, like, and, and feel free to insight, but, like, Zeha is very purposefully being, like, we're not just simple girls. Like, no way. We don't have these issues. Like immediately like that's not the Kasatha right. way. <laughs> and Aizen is taking that as you're saying the thing you're meant to say, but he's still correct, right? Like you are saying the appropriate <laughs> thing to say in that statement. But Aizen is like, no Absolutely. but really For sure. Uh does this conversation continue? In drips and drabs, I think. I yeah. I guess I should have asked, like, is there any more like very important lines to be dropped? No, me- meeting adjourned, basically, I'll answer any questions, but the one thing to take away from it all, though, even with all the notes that you guys took about Kasatha culture, is they're very contradictory, and it's very hard and to And to be on our best behavior. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I think Eisen would have asked a very pointed question at least once, that, like, it wasn't downright, like, disrespectful or shady, but it was a little bit like, why are you the way you are if you have such an important role? But in, in a much more, like delicate manner, right? Like, he's not coming right out and saying it, but, like, it's a bit of a like, a, a weighted question. When you say, like, the way that you are, though, like, to what are you particular? Like, what facet of a personality are you pointing to? You seem to be, based off of what he's both seen from the show and from what you're explaining now, Can't there's an this. expectation <laughs> of, like, higher status, and yet you have been willing to slum it in some categories and break your mask in certain areas. Like, what is the expectation there in terms of, like, your role specifically? In, like, 
while I've been out on my tempering, you mean? In general, right? Like, Aizen has, now that you've explained certain things, Aizen has an expectation of a certain manner of the way that you would hold yourself, and you have not, like, you have not adhered to that at all times. And he is like, what is, what is the difference there? He wants to know if we're supposed to pretend you're a certain way. Right. <laughs> I mean... Oh, I'm a lady, yes. I can't... I can't answer that, like, in character very well without knowing exactly how it's pitched, obviously, but, but the TLDR is, like, she doesn't really answer. Like, she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. You know what I mean? And keeps going, because, yeah. Why is she the way that she is? Some things don't make sense. No, that's fine. <laughs> Suspicion. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. I'm so subtle. <laughs> With that, I'm going to say probably more conversations are had. The day goes by, uneventful. One more sleep, one more wake up, and you are all outside the Adari, ready to die. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you said ready. <sighs> Ready you to die. <laughs> I thought he yes, said we're outside like our ship, and I was like, how did we get in the vacuum of space? And now you're all in space. We're just to outside oxygen. knocking on the windows. The timer is ticking. You have one minute left. Roll initiative. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're all outside hour. the Adari. You would all know, at least most of you would know, that it has ever worked with ships, especially Aizen and Zeha for sure. And the rest of you can say you know or don't. I don't care that much. That ships like the Adari, you are going to hook up airlock to airlock. Mm -hmm. You're not pulling into the ship like you would upwell or it's not a full-on docking station. This is a very large ship that you're pulling into. What does the Adari look like? Ooh, it's this think of a rocket with points on both ends. So like a, like a big drum, a cylindrical drum with like two points and then a big ring around one of them as well. Got yeah, it. I just showed it to all the players of the notes that they actually have. Uh, that looks cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for... So it's a little difficult to see, but uh, this on the left here is like the full shape of it. This is a glimpse to the, the inside of it. <laughs> yep. But... As your ship arrives, a hailing signal is sent to you, and you are given the green light to hook up airlock. This morning, you see Zeha is, like, prim and proper and, ev ev like, ironed everything. She is, like, perfectly composed. Tetsu's currently <laughs> picking out suits, which one to wear. It's like, going through his very neat closet. Aizen picks Zeha, a feather which do I wear? off of, like, your veil or something as, like, he goes past. Even if it wasn't there, he, like, like pulls a tiny feather and, like, tries to, like, say, now you're good. And there's a coin behind your ear. <laughs> she immediately goes to a mirror and, like, rechecks everything. <laughs> but continue, Waffles, I'm sorry. <laughs> Upon landing and entering the Adari, the sense of the place is slightly off-putting from what Zeha has described. The air feels more like a planet than that of Absalom Station did, or even the Roselight Settlement. But around, the immediate look of where you offboard the ship seems to be more like Absalom Station. Machinery whirs, lifts are driving around as different people in different uniforms bark orders back and forth. You are met by an older male Kasata that Zeha knows very well as one of the more trusted diplomatic types of the Romsenten. Khan Teru Joe Sildia. I'll give y'all that name later. He bows 
very quickly and introduces himself. Hello, my name is Kantedu Josildia of Clan Sign, but please call me Khan. I apologize as like one of his lower right arms lifts out to behind him. For the appearance of such, know that this is not what we wish for visitors to see upon their first arrival. Please follow me and I will show you where we will be. There will be a little time before the meeting. His eyes kind of flash to you, Zeha, for a second. So, if Zeha wishes to show you around, she may. And that's where we'll take a break. <gasps> <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. We are going to screw you over. What? <laughs>